0: Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: Is uh, $4,500 low enough for you to walk into Brecciae?
2: I can't stay away from him, so probably, (laughs) if if he's starting, um, which is very possible with Atlanta's rotation.
0: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and JD Bazo.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday evening, May 30th, by Skylar Redpath to talk about Saturday's giant Major League Soccer slate. Jordan, I podcasted earlier uh, today with Jordan Cooper about the UEFA Champions League slate. You can win $10,000 in their big uh, showdown GPP. And if you win every single prize in this MLS contest, you get a 10th of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what better way to, uh, to keep the party going with a little major league soccer, fantasy action, a little one K guaranteed GPP after that big one (sighs) for Champions League. I mean, you know, it it might actually uh, bump the volume up for MLS this weekend. Kind of the, kind of, the scenario I'm seeing play out: maybe people want to just they see the MLS slate next up after the the Champions League showdown and and just want to throw some entries in, see what happens. So yeah, I don't nothing, know. We can, no, we can we can always hope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing uh, makes you want to go from a single game showdown to a seven game or six game, uh, no seven, no, I think it's excuse seven. me, yeah, yeah seven yeah. game. Major League Soccer slate with lineups coming out over two and a half hours on a Saturday night. I mean, that's...
2: Right, that staggered start that everybody loves. Loves it, loves it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, we, it is, right. I mean, you know, for the the hardcore MLS fans, this is a pretty good slate here. Yeah, no, it,
1: it definitely yeah. is um, based on kind of the slates that we've been seeing just in terms of, of games. Seven games is definitely a lot. For a soccer slate that's not like a main Champions League, although even Champions League is now six games. So, um, yeah, we got seven games. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock Eastern is when the first lock is. We've got 6, 7, eight, and 8.30 lock time or lineups. No, kickoffs, excuse me, not lineups. Uh, right. And, of course, Major League Soccer that doesn't necessarily uh, announce lineups exactly 60 minutes before... Um, before the time although um daniel bramlett who's usually on this podcast with us uh commented in the rotowire discord today that he believes that they always do release the lineup 60 minutes before kickoff the only difference is that in major league soccer you have no idea when kickoff is going to be
2: right yeah especially when there's like the other night i think we had a weather delay in philadelphia so you know it's just one of those things where Especially from a DFS standpoint, I mean, I want to be stuck with a goose egg in your lineup. It's like, you know, with soccer, you feel like they're going to get the game in regardless, but MLS is one of those where, I mean, we've seen some pretty, pretty wacky weather stuff happen. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's just kind of a a random uh, side factor that you have to, to consider. So, yeah, love it.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs>
2: all part of the MLS fun. That's right. That's right.
1: Um, so we've got, um, like I said, seven games. The first one is this uh, Chicago uh, away to Atlanta. Atlanta's the biggest favorite on the slate. Um, and then we have the Red Bulls hosting Real Salt Lake uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, DC United is the next biggest favorite, um, home against uh, San Jose. Then we've got Houston, home against Sporting Kansas City. Colorado, home against FC Cincinnati. Uh, Dallas home against Seattle and Columbus home against New York City FC. Uh, that is the closest of the all of the games. All the home teams are favorites, uh, which isn't all that surprising. But um, we do have a number of guys on this slate. It, it feels like most of the guys that you want to consider regularly in cash games are on this slate. Uh, we also have plenty of like upside plays. Uh, Wayne Rooney is the most expensive player at 9,600. And whenever they're, whenever the most expensive guy is less than 10,000, it feels like maybe the pricing is pretty soft. And what's weird is I think the pricing is pretty soft, but there are like a ton of ways that you can go. Um, and that's not even counting the fact that Nicholas Ladero is not going to play. So like, who was the first guy that you were looking at when you when you saw the teams on the
2: slate? Yeah, it was Rooney, and I mean, it, it at first glance it kind of seems soft, but once I started diving in and, and putting a build together, I mean, some of these players that you want a roster um, in these matchups, and I mean, they they look overpriced to me, and I don't know. I feel like Rooney. I mean, he's probably the first guy that pops off with Ladero off the board. Uh, Rooney pops off as that that cash build play that you can, can build around, um, you know, he, he kind of had a, I'd say for him a little bit of a, um, not dud, but I mean, 14 points in a three, three game against the fire where he had an assist. Yeah. Um, you know, it felt like he could have done a lot more. So I don't know, take that for what you will, but I think that he's probably the type of guy that, you know, match up at home against San Jose, all the set pieces for, for DC, um, penalty kick duty, like feels like Rooney's just one of those guys that you just gotta jam in there, and then you know see how the rest of your lineup shapes up.
1: Um, that's interesting that you thought. I mean, I'm not gonna say that there aren't guys that feel overpriced, but maybe it just seemed like the guys that I wanted ended up fitting, and maybe that's why I thought the price this the uh, the pricing was soft because usually it's like, oh, here are some guys that I want, and if I can't get them in. And I realized like how much I have to sacrifice. I guess <clears throat> we'll get to defenders later, but it felt like there were a number of defenders that usually you can think about in MLS that either aren't basically they aren't on this slate, so I felt like you could pay down there. But right. um <clears throat> yeah, so Rooney's at the top. Uh the second forward spot's kind of interesting because I mean there are obviously some higher up options even without Ladero. I mean, Joseph Martinez home against Chicago doesn't really scream or could scream a cash play just because they're, they're decent favorites. Although he was putting up a dud for 88 minutes earlier <laughs> this week. And then, uh, actually I think they were both after his scored a 90 minute minutes and later brace, which, uh, bailed a few people out, but, uh, oh, yeah, are you thinking about pairing Rooney and Martinez or are you going further down for your forwards at least? Uh,
2: I think that's fine for, uh, for GPPs. I mean, some people could definitely argue uh, Joseph and Cash, but like you mentioned last night, I mean, he was headed for like, what, five or six points yeah. before he scored a brace in stoppage time, Yeah, which, I mean, that's 24 points of his 30 points right there. And, I don't know, I mean, the matchup at home is good against Chicago who just gave up three goals uh, on the road to D.C., like their defense is anything that I'm worried about rolling him out against. So, uh, But, I mean, Two highest priced players on the board, like, doesn't leave yourself a lot of room to, to fit in some of, I'd say, more of the like safer floor guys, I guess you could say. Like, Yosef's definitely that, that boom upside that you get if you're paying that price for him. But yeah. again, I mean, you, you, just proceed with caution. And if he happens to, uh, to not pull through those two goals for you, then yeah, it could be like a, a five or six point outing. But mm-hmm. hey, I mean, a guy's. The guy is probably one of the uh, most prolific goal scorers in MLS over the last three years, so um, don't blame anybody for playing him in cash. I just, I, I'm personally probably going a safer route for a little bit cheaper.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that Johnny Russell?
2: Possibly. I don't love his matchup either on the road at Houston. Um, I mean, Johnny Russell is
1: short week too.
2: I think yes, short week. He's actually um, splitting set pieces with Benny Bellhaber Graham Zuse is back now um, I would say that I'm not 100% confident that Benny starts this game like I feel like he's a player that's probably uh, primed for rotation risk mm-hmm. so that might help Russell a little bit but um, just on down the list I mean if we're talking forwards that uh, I feel safer about and you know I'm kind of curious just to see how this lineup shakes out but I love the, uh, the Colorado Rapids at home Against Cincinnati and uh, Nicholas Mesquita, um he was without Jack Price this last game. But I mean, he took all of Colorado's set pieces. Um, ended on seven points without a goal or an assist. So um, I like him. If Jack Price is out again, if Jack Price is in, then it definitely diminishes mosquito's value a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very rarely, I'm rarely West, looking at Dallas.
2: He's 7500.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey, I mean, I don't blame anybody, but the matchup is too good. Yeah. Um, home. At home against Cincinnati, and they've actually been decent lately. Like they've been. I mean, aside from. Uh, I don't know. I mean, aside from I guess last night's game, which they weren't. Would they end up? They didn't. I think they still put up uh, a goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. they tied Philadelphia on the road. Yeah. But they won two two in a row before that. Like. It's the Rapids, but, I mean, when they're playing decent, you got to at least uh, consider them at home against Cincinnati, who are arguably the worst team in Major League Soccer. Yeah. Uh,
1: we skipped over them a little bit, and I actually want to go back to that Colorado-Cincinnati game in a, in a little bit, but uh, do you think it's worth trying to figure out the Houston situation? Like, Kyoto seems like the safest, but he's not really safe either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think with uh, with Houston, and you've got a factor in that um memo, Mar- memo rodriguez is right there so as good as kyoto is and he's also uh i think he's also come off pretty early the past few games so you know for me then uh one of the the mottos of daily fantasy sports is minutes equal production and like when i see that he's come off in the 67 67- 62nd minute this last game 66 the minute before, uh, the game before that and it's like um I don't feel super confident with rolling, rolling with him, um, uh, you know, over guys that I know are probably going to be hit 90 minutes. So I like Kyoto. Um, and I think that, uh, Albert Elise is probably still on the men from a concussion. So, um, I think that helps Kyoto a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the memo Rodriguez factor is something that probably shies me away from him a little bit.
1: I think that's reasonable. I mean, it's uh...
2: yeah. I mean, Memo's a midfielder, so we can't really lump him in with the forwards. But if we're talking uh, trying to figure out the Dynamo forward situation, then that's kind of the uh, kind of the elephant in the room is you know Memo Rodriguez uh, and Kyoto in the lineup at the same time. So yeah,
1: yeah. It seems like the situation you are probably better off just avoiding. I mean, Kansas City is not like an easy team to to be playing against either. So. Um,
2: Right. Big Western Conference game for both
1: of those teams. For sure. For sure. Um, I mentioned wanting to go back to that Colorado Cincinnati game because the guy that jumped out at me, which is one that we had discussed earlier this season and then he wasn't really playing, and then um, it seems like he might have set pieces now, is Emmanuel Ledesma. Mm -hmm. 5,200 playing against the Rapids. I mean, is there something I'm missing here? Or... Is that kind of an easy spot if if you wanted somebody that cheap?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Ledesma. He has been, uh, I think, over the majority of set pieces for Cincinnati. But even at that, then he had what six points in the last two games. So, I mean, for the price, and I think it's fine. Um, I'd be interested to see if Kenny Saif breaks into, back into the lineup. If Saif's back in the lineup, then that's definitely probably a yeah. spot to avoid. Um, but I mean yeah, I mean for the price he's probably the cheapest set piece taker that you can get for a forward. So um I don't mind it. I don't love it. Okay. Uh but yeah, I mean the matchups there, it's just it's not a uh it's not something that I'm I'm you know, chomping up the bit to to fit Ledez, man. I'm probably gonna try to find find a play in that price range with a midfielder or a a defender even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, What do you think about the San Jose guys? Really just Vaco is the one I want, or not Vaco, excuse me, Erickson. Um, I get these, those two mixed up all the time. Erickson is a little uh, 6,900, which is kind of a, I feel like it's one of those that like, it's not a bad price, but I'm also not sure I want to pay 6,900 for a guy playing cross country against DC
2: United. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, uh, is Espinoza suspended for this game? I'm not sure if I thought I saw something about him having uh, maybe a yellow, yellow card yeah. suspension, but I'm not 100 percent on that. If, if Espinoza's in, that puts me completely off of uh, sure. Erickson. Um, if Espinoza's out, then you know I'd say it definitely bumps Erickson up a little bit. So something to uh, be mindful of for sure because DC is coming in on. Um, you know, short rests, playing midweek. So, and they gave up. They just gave up three goals at home to Chicago. Like their defense hasn't been as good as it was to start of the season. So, uh, I don't mind. You know, plugging some San Jose plays in. I'm not saying. Uh, I'm not saying Jam Wando in here. That is on fire. Um, how does Cole score in the, in the, in the uh, in Major League six, Soccer, man? Yeah, he's got what six goals in his last two games. Like, how can he fade that? Right? <laughs> how could uh, you? right no. if um if Espinoza's is not suspended I'll, i like him a lot more than than uh erickson in this spot so okay. a lot kind of depends on that i need to, to verify sure sure
1: um the red bulls guys leave again with anything
2: like i can't yeah, stand playing
1: uh, the red bull forwards at least
2: yeah they're always kind of hit or miss but andreas ivan is interesting to me I've, Actually, played him in a, a cash build a time or two this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he split some sets with Shukowski. Um So, you know, last game, um, five shots, four crosses, 10 points.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not bad for, uh, you know, a little bit of a floor for a four. I mean, he's not, that's probably his, well, I was going to say it was his highest shot total of the season, but I looked down here at the bottom. He had seven. Yeah, it's seven
3: uh, in
1: the way back
2: in March, but, um, you know, a lot of his a lot of his appearances this season have been kind of unlimited minutes. So, if he's getting uh, 80 minutes or so, then yeah, I mean, if he's got a, a share of set pieces at home against Salt Lake, who also played midweek, they mm-hmm. uh, albeit they rested a, a pretty good bit of their squad. So I expect a maybe a stronger side in um, Petke's return to, uh, to New right. York. Um, but, no, I think Ivan's an, an interesting play. I mean, he's, he's again, like a player that when I'm looking at the slate, I'm like, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Jefferson Saverino. Like, his his production lately has been uh, excellent. If you're looking for, like, a four forward um, 7,900, though, it's just it's tough once you start, you know, once you see Johnny Russell up there, like you said, for, like, 400 bucks more Kyoto at home for $100 more, like, I like those guys a little bit more, but like we mentioned, those factors that might cause a little bit of hesitation. So the pricing is is tricky this week for sure.
1: Uh, Who would you rather play between Kai Kamara at 8,000 or um, Finendo Adi at 4,200?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Adi is cheap and he's, I mean, he's kind of what, basically Cincinnati's just last game at least we're just trying to find them all games. So mean yeah. um, yeah, Audi hit ten points last game. Mm-hmm. Basically just through shots, uh shots a couple foul drop, fouls drawing alone. So mm I might I might lean Audi there.
3: Okay. Just
2: for the savings. man. am talking G P P obviously um but yeah, I don't know. Maybe even a cash that's <laughs> a cash what I was thinking. might not yeah. be fed off with a forty two hundred dollar uh Audi if, if Cincinnati's I mean, they could be playing from behind, trying to seek him out. So that's uh, that's actually a pretty good uh, value play right there if you want to consider him. I mean, he's he's a goal dependent forward that you're playing in a forward spot, but for 4,200, it's like you don't need too much out of him to to make value. So
1: right, like you wouldn't it's consider it. him at all if he was at. Kamara's price. Yeah, like
2: six thousand yeah, or even like six thousand. Oh yeah. Even, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I like it though. Forty two hundred pretty much mid price for um you know, a guy that Cincinnati is gonna be looking for right. pretty much throughout the game. So Right. It's a good show. All
1: right. Um anyone in between that you wanna discuss? Doesn't seem like there's a a whole lot of givens at least.
2: Yeah, so let's see, um Shall we came back kind of in limited fashion last game? I don't think he's somebody that's probably going to see enough minutes to really consider. Yeah,
1: Bramlett would definitely drop Zardes, but I won't.
2: <laughs> nah, I'm not going the Zardas route. Um, it's, I mean, but that's at the Rapids. That might add a little bit more to, uh, to why we should maybe consider Audi at 4200 a little bit more. What was it? You
3: cut out a little
1: bit. <laughs> Zardes'
2: performance. Yeah, I was saying Zardes had uh 16 points he scored a goal at Colorado oh, in his yeah. last game so that might you know that doesn't really uh make me want to jump at playing him at home against NYC but it may might add a little bit more to why uh, we should roster Audi at 4200 at Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you you talking about set piece uh Set piece forwards like, uh, Matrita is a guy for NYCSC. Like, I think he split some with, uh, or is he, is he forward eligible? Maybe not. Um, no, he's just a midfielder. Sorry about that. He actually, it's just that he actually
1: plays forward. That's all.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd say, um, barrios and i mentioned him briefly like he's a guy that i think is uh is interesting because he's probably gonna have some set pieces for dallas and he's a guy that you know i don't i don't love rostering but i don't mind his price actually at 7500 so he's in consideration for me
1: i mean he's not really you know he's not (laughs)
2: like i'm at I, i would probably actually be uh Looking forward to playing like a Nico mosquito at seventy five hundred, exactly. or even John, even Jonathan Lewis. We haven't mentioned his name yet. He came off the bench last game and scored a goal. And he's been hot since he moved over to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know playing on the wing. He's getting getting off crosses, um, taking some shots, and he's scored a goal in back to back games. Even even coming off the bench last game, but um, he's a guy that. again that like. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that that I'm, you know, excited to play at like five five thousand. I don't mind playing him, throwing a dart at him at that price point. But he's all of a sudden seventy three hundred. Like he's another one of those players and I'm like, he's priced too high, than I want to pay for. But
1: yeah, maybe that's the reason why. It might be worth it. That's the reason why I thought it was softer because like I was never really thinking about Jonathan Lewis at certainly at seventy three hundred. <laughs> but. Like, if you look at it, right. he's gone 3,800, 4,800, 5,200, 7,300. It's like, okay, that's yeah. Good- goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: like, when I'm looking for value, then I'm looking down at the bottom of the pool looking for Jonathan Lewis, so like
3: 4,000.
2: <laughs> he's up there, uh, yeah. you know, he's up there with the, the, the Barrios and Wandos now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um,
2: <clears throat> any
1: midfielders that you felt like you had to have?
2: Uh, Pedro Santos is is borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the matchup again against NYC at home. Um, I think let's say uh, no, I think Igwine's probably okay, but um, Santos is just he's been so good lately. You um, see where we are with Iguain. I mean, yeah, I they still
1: yeah, but he's so yeah, much more an
2: open play. Pieces, but, yeah, Santos just does so much more. He's so much more active. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is the type of game that NYC could score some goals and potentially make it to where, you know, Santos is forced to just swing balls in like we've seen him before. Uh, we're looking at his game log. We've seen some 16-cross games before. We've seen a 12-cross a game. He hasn't had double-digit double cross but still like we know that he's he's got the goes that way then uh, the points start racking up pretty fast so um, and then I mentioned him, him earlier Memo Rodriguez uh, just he's been phenomenal lately so um, he's a guy that you know I think Kansas City on short rest uh, I think it's a game that Houston definitely will want to win a West, big Western Conference clash so um, I like Memo Rodriguez a lot. I think, you know, he's priced a little bit more than I'd want to pay for him, yeah, but for I sure. think that he can probably. Yeah. For um, so those two guys, and then Espinoza um, mentioned him earlier. Like, if, I got to find out if he's just suspended before we get off the show here. So, we do a quick. Uh, I feel now he's. Espinoza is up there for me, too, and I think he's probably more in the price range that I'd want to pay for a guy like him.
1: Yeah. Um, Pedro Santos was the basically the first guy that I looked at. Um, I was kind of surprised that he actually wasn't more expensive, but uh, I guess the matchup against New York City is like not perfect. But the other guy that I was looking at, and there's no guarantee he starts, although I would assume so after um, not starting the last game, is Kaku. Every time I'm like, oh, I'm gonna grab a Red Bull or a few. Like they're they're just like one big team of disappointment when it comes to DFS.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kaku's uh, yeah, he's so so tricky to read, especially with um, as much shuffling of the lineup that the Armis has done recently. And like, you look at his game log and you see that big twenty two point outburst. Mm but that was without – I think that was without Ivan. I think that was without Shaikowski, without maybe even uh, Daniel Royer. So, like, he was pretty much carrying the load for yep. the Red Bulls. And, yeah, he came off the bench and had a goal against uh, Cincinnati. But um, I don't know. He's he's a little bit too much of a wild card for me to really feel good about playing, um, you know, despite his, his good production in the past couple of games. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I will say that I, – I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't mind the play. I'm just not excited about it compared to some of the other guys in that range. <laughs> um, but I, I, I thought you were going to say since uh, you didn't start last game. I thought you were going back to the Jack Price. Will oh, Um he's. I think uh, the DraftKings pricers have, have been listening to the podcast, yeah. to to uh, to Daniel because now he's up at like what? He's another guy. I'm like, man, why is he up at what fifty eight hundred now or fifty nah, Somewhere around the fifty. 5,000. Daniel was asking what he has to do to get over 4,000. Over 4,000, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 4,800. 4, yeah, 4,800.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's still not bad, okay.
2: though. No. Nah, yeah. yeah, it's actually within reason. If he's back in the starting lineup at home, you
1: to it. What's funny is I'm going to end up with, like, Jack Price and Fernando Adi in, like, a cash lineup and... I'm not gonna know what to do with the rest of this money
2: <laughs> and prices uh if we can get price starting without mosquito then that's I mean, that's that's the way to go but I think looking at the slate they're the latest game or one of the two latest games on the board yeah. so um, I guess I mean I don't know do we put him in a in that utility spot and then if he doesn't start then it's, turns into Audi, or <laughs> i mean that's, that's one way to look at it like,
1: yeah that's an interesting point
2: yeah you got to keep that in mind that this is the last game of the slate i mean you'll know i guess going into there's only like two games before the before uh that colorado Cincinnati lineups come comes out so i think you'll be fine to, to shuffle things up accordingly
1: yeah it, it's definitely i mean it definitely just if you look at it as the as Price versus um, Adi, like clearly one is will be much more helpful if you need to catch up versus the guy who um, could have two goals. Like Price is Price is probably not having scoring two goals, but you could get that out of Adi. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, Price, you're just you're looking for that like seven to ten points for a right sub five K set piece taker. Yeah. And then, yeah, i hoping he, he bags a goal or two and, you know, shoots you up the leaderboards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's the read on this uh, Atlanta Chicago game? Because we've got guys like Katai or Gaitan pity Martinez Gressel. Like, do you try to figure that one out? Do you stay away? What's the, how do you looking at that game?
2: Yeah, it's interesting with guy Tonbeck. Um, he had a pretty good game in his return. I'm not uh, super confident that he starts both games coming back from injury on a, a double game week. So he's a guy that I'm probably not like probably not going to build around, I'd say, of those that you mentioned. Um, Pity probably is a little bit, uh, he's still probably the guy that I'm looking at a little bit more. Um, although Katai was really good last game, seven shot. Five crosses, hit fourteen points without even uh, finding the score sheet. So, um, yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, I've been, I've, I've tried to uh, keep the faith in Pity, but it feels like every time I roll him out, he lets me down. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, if it's, yeah, now that I'm looking at it a little bit harder, then I might, I might go uh, to tie over all those guys. And if you want to talk, uh, you know, cheap midfielders for Atlanta, I've been trying to latch on to Pereira. And, uh, he's still, he's still a guy that I'm going to probably, uh, consider if it gets to that point where I need somebody in that price range, but he's 3,300, um, you know, he's, he's starting in Atlanta's attack, which, you know, seemingly isn't as potent as it was last year. Like yet I scored three goals last game at home, but again, two goals in stoppage time. Um, but before that, you know, he's had two starts, um, one and a half points earlier in the week and then two and a half points in the start before that, like, uh, it's 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 tough to pull the trigger on that. It's, you know, one of those where you're torn because you want to say that he's going, he's due for a breakout game, but he's just not doing enough to to feel good about. Um, I guess the only thing he has going for him is he's pretty much mid-price. So yeah. if you need to go there, then I feel like he's a guy that I would probably, you know, I would probably roll him out again, um, regardless of how bad he's been the first two starts that he's had. Like he's come pretty close to to being involved. He had four shots assisted um, earlier in the week, two crosses. I mean, he hasn't taken a shot yet, so uh, <laughs> that's something to take note of. But I mean, he's he's getting involved. It just you know, uh, the production hasn't been there.
1: Yeah. Uh, one guy. Further up this range, that uh, I think JD pointed out, I don't know if it was in his rankings or maybe it was just in our discussions, that um, whose price has gone from thirty three hundred to four thousand to fifty four hundred, and now that he's homing in Cincinnati, sixty seven hundred is Sam Nicholson. I think I would put him on the Jonathan Lewis All Stars of guys that you're like, oh, I'd like, oh, I'm not going to even come close to paying that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've liked, uh, I've liked. Nicholson's play recently. I've had him I uh, can't say that I've played him in um, just a standard slate, but I've definitely had some exposure to him in Showdown and he's produced um, he was another guy that was rotated in Colorado's midweek lineup, so I expect him to come back and, and start at home against Cincinnati and yeah, I mean, he's he's overpriced for for a Sam Nicholson, I guess to say <laughs> but um I mean, he's been he's been producing, so you can't can't look past that. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a borderline um, cash play without set pieces. Like, he does so much uh, just an open play that I think that he's worth considering at that price point. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough. Like, I'm I'm not. I would personally would probably go for somebody that's actually uh, in that price range, maybe five hundred, six hundred bucks more that. I know he's going to be standing over some set pieces, but the matchup's so good that I think that, you, that case could be made for playing Nicholson even without him for a little bit cheaper.
1: Wow. Wow. Um, <clears throat> one guy a little cheaper that we talked about very briefly before we started recording, um, and it's Christian Roldan at 6,100, who normally we wouldn't even talk about at 6,100, but with Ladero out, we're trying to figure out like where these Seattle set pieces go. Um, looking at our uh, free kick tracker on the uh, on the cheat sheet on Roadwire, Seattle's taken a hundred corners or free kicks, and Ladero has taken ninety nine of them. Uh, Tolo <laughs> took the other, and I'm not sure we're getting him in the game. Where you mentioned maybe Leardam, we thought maybe Brad Smith maybe on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're away to Dallas, so I'm not sure you're going in thinking you're going to get like 10 corners, but like, is it even, do we even need to worry about it because of that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if the value was there, you would definitely want to look at it. And I think with Roldan, it just, I don't know. It's too big of a question mark and he's been too inconsistent for me just to shove in there and, you know, basically hope that he's the guy that, that's standing over him. I think he's stood over some for US national team before. Um, you've mentioned he's he's taken, you know, a dusting of him for Seattle here yeah. and there, but it just it's it's uh, too much of an unknown for me to really feel comfortable about just throwing him in there. I mean if he was like you know, if he was like sub four K or like around the four thousand range and yeah I might might be a little bit more uh, more ready to just Throw him out there and see what happens without Ladero, but yeah, sixty one hundred. Probably not going there with rolled this week.
1: Yeah, you got to hope it's thirty six hundred. Alex rolled on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, as, talking about uh, sub four k set piece takers, and I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Benny Failhaber, I'm not confident that he's going to start just based on you know he's been he's been playing a lot since he came back over to Sporting KC, but he has taken some Corner kicks um, on the left side, so you know something to consider. Like if you want to set piece set piece taker that cheap, if he starts again, then I don't I don't mind uh, considering Benny at that price point. No thanks. He's <laughs> six points uh, at home against the Galaxy seven two games ago. Yeah, I'm good. Not bad for thirty nine hundred. All, right, all right, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I just gotta throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. set piece taker under 4k so uh, yeah
1: well jared um,
2: set pieces right right i uh, rather find the extra thousand for jack Price i don't get
1: cincinnati what about brian acosta
2: yeah Acosta's is an interesting one i think uh seems like him and barrios have split some but i feel like acosta has kind of been uh seen an uptick without looking at the, the rotowire uh set-piece tracker. Do you know um, how many
1: free kicks he had in their la- in his last start?
2: I don't, but I'm looking at his game log and I see 13 crosses, so I know that's a lot.
1: That's it? Well, yeah. it was 13. He crossed every single one of them.
2: Sheesh. Yeah, it's definitely worthy of consideration at home. 5,400. Yeah. Me um, just have to ignore the, uh, what, three or four games before that? <laughs> but, yeah, if, we, if we want to bank on that one, then yeah, it's that's I, a pretty impressive uh, stat line right there.
1: Yeah, I think I'd rather that than fail Hover, although 1,500 is not nothing. So I guess, I guess you have to at least, I don't know. Is that game? Let me see. That game, yeah, you'll have the Jack Price lineup uh, before yeah, that. Or with that, so like you'll... Jack
2: Price is starting. We don't have to go with either of those guys.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: I mean, you could try to, if Gaetan doesn't start... I guess you probably go Katai, but you could have uh, Mahalevich at forty seven hundred, which isn't so bad.
2: Yeah, he had a big game at, at DC. Uh, yeah. Scored a goal, had four crosses for the second game in a row. Um, I don't know. He's he's another one that just a little, little too inconsistent.
3: Mm-hmm. Like you are going to
2: get your two, three, four games, and then you are going to get these, you know, turns up with a goal game, which right. is not as often as, as you'd like to uh, to feel good about playing them. So. Yeah, it already happened this week. Probably not so. going there, but, yeah, yeah he's already got his, his one in five games out of the one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah,
1: I don't want to keep just uh, naming guys. So is there anybody else that we miss that we should uh, mention?
2: Uh, no, Daniel would probably mention Frankowski. Of course, of course. Uh, 5,800, 5, um, he's done pretty good lately. Um, I think Ariola is back, but he's more of kind of a GPP plug. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we're good.
3: All right.
1: Um. So it seemed like there were a few cheap defenders that um. Kind of let you spend up elsewhere, and I'm not sure you're, you're going to convince me that any of these guys above 5,000 are worth playing unless you told me that Brad Smith definitely had set pieces. Like other than that, it just seems like it's a lot of guys that I'm not sure are really that much better than the guys who are a thousand or even more or a thousand less than those than them. Are you going to convince me otherwise?
2: I think it's, it feels like it's a dart throw just looking at this group. Like there's really nobody that I'm, um, thinking that stands out above the rest. I mean they're all you know, talking about you've got Graham Zusey lumped in there, you've got uh Munkiss who, you know, is taking some set pieces for mm-hmm. for Houston, but his playing time has been spotty lately. Um Escobar scored a goal midweek yeah. for for uh Atlanta. And then, you know, like you said, on down the line, Brad Smith and and uh Kelvin Leerdam could have set pieces for Seattle, but it's you know just too much of an unknown to really trust in any of them even like Ryan Hollingshead is a guy that I think is interesting cuz he's been he's been all over the place for Dallas lately. Like sure he's played been. at forward he's played uh he's played at wing back he's played center back so it's like i think he actually played goalie at one point for Dallas so like <laughs> talk about a true utility player i mean not not recently but i think he's played I think uh, that's right he's had to put on just the gloves at some point in the past but um no i mean Hollingshead is a guy that i think is intriguing if he's Starting at forward, I'd probably opt for him above like you know, guy like Shea Salinas. Um, He's also playing higher up the field for San Jose, but yeah, I mean, none of these guys really, really uh, jump out at me. Like Jara for DC, a case could be made for him. He had a good game last night, and he's had a couple of good games in a row. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I mean, he might be the guy. Like out of all those guys in that that price range, like. Maybe leaning a little bit more towards him because he's at home. Um, he's had you know pretty good high cross volume in the past couple of games. Yeah, I'm not making a good good case, am I? He's <laughs> like, I mean I'm just bouncing around here.
1: He's like the biggest target for the dart throws, but it's still just a dart throw. That's how I look at yeah. it. Is uh, 4,500 low enough for you to walk into Brexey?
2: I can't stay away from him, so probably <laughs> if he's if he's starting, um, which is very possible with Atlanta's rotation, um, he played one minute midweek. I don't know; his, his minutes have been pretty spotty. That to yeah, really yeah, feel, yeah. yeah, to really feel too good about. Um, I don't know. Probably, probably not going there. We'll see how the starting lineup shakes out, and I'll probably if he's. If he's starting uh, higher up the field, <laughs> you'll probably see him in some of my lineups. Uh, uh, but no, nah, it's it's not uh, not pretty. That's there's really no standout defenders for me this week, man. It's I mean it's kind of uh, let's hope that some some value pops up once the lineups start dropping. Like let's see if we can find some leanbacks really cheap. Yeah, um, even a guy like Parkhurst has been somebody that I've been considering because he's been playing out on the wing some. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I might kind of keep an eye out and just see, see if he lands back outside. Then I might consider him again. Like, he's yeah, he doesn't do a lot going forward, but uh, it's rough. Center's a rough spot this week.
1: I mean, the, the matchup is about as bad as it gets, but, I mean, like Nick Lima at 3,700 doesn't seem that bad. Like is the difference between Lima thirty seven hundred and any of the guys over five thousand? Like, what's the point? The the realistic point difference between them, three points, four.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, some of those guys up there in that range are going to have a good game. Like, um, Juicy is a guy that I, you know, have always just kind of, if if I'm in doubt, and I'm like, I'm just going to put him in because I know he's he has the potential to take some set pieces and, um, you know, he just, he gets involved going forward a little bit more than some of these guys on the board. So he's kind of a guy that I always default to, but he's also a guy that's coming back from a, a muscle injury that I'm not, not a hundred percent confident that they would just roll him out again. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him rotated. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, pretty tough, I man. I, I would even say that I might even on a slate like this, I might even consider, plugging in a guy like rito Ziegler, um who's 2900 mean he's a center back for fc dallas but he, he's taken uh penalty kicks for him before he scored a free kick or two i think this season so it's not pretty but it's like if i'm you know if i'm not 100 percent confident i'm like paying up for somebody and like we saw it midweek where uh kai wagner was the big spend up and i think he pulled through with like four points for 5800 bucks and like <laughs> If I can get that out of somebody for twenty nine hundred bucks like Rito Ziegler and then also have the you know the potential of uh, just a random penalty kick being called and he steps up and all of a sudden you've got a mid price defender that gets you fourteen points like I don't mind going that route on on a site like this yeah,
1: that's a good call that's a good call.
2: Um, I mean it's not like uh it's not like I love playing him. I mean you look at his game log like, he hasn't gone over two points in like uh-huh. four games. So I just gotta throw that out there. Like proceed with caution, but you know, if you scroll down far enough you can see he had goals in back to back games like
3: yeah. like <laughs> uh
2: a month ago or so. But I don't know. It's it's defender's definitely uh a tough spot to feel good about going with anybody this week. So
1: Yeah, that's why I feel like you may as well just, like, I love that Ziegler shout because at that point, like, why not just try to get what you can out of somebody like that and spend right. 2,000 more to get, like I said, three to four more points maybe, like, I don't know. I wish Calvo was playing yeah. out wide, although maybe playing centrally against Atlanta would give him some more defensive opportunities. 3,300 kind of stuck out of me, and then I had to remember that he's basically playing as a center back now.
2: Yeah, it's he's an interesting one. Like, he's a guy that I've always uh, looked at, and he, midweek, he scored a goal. I yeah. mean, it's kind of it's a real weird uh, weird way to score, but he, I mean, they count all the same, and <laughs> he took three shots. I mean, even without the goal, he would have been on, like, eight points, which for 3,200, and knowing he's the type of, um, even if he's playing central, he's the type of defender that loves to get forward on set pieces, so... I don't mind that play. I mean, I don't love playing defenders on the road. I don't love playing center backs. Like I'd probably go to Ziegler route before Calvo, but it's, I mean, he's definitely not the worst option. <laughs> and I mean, talk- he's a guy that could take, I mean, he's got three shots in two of his last three games. So it's kind of yeah. what you're getting with. Him.
1: What are your thoughts on Rosenberry at 3,900 against Cincinnati?
2: I like it. I mean, I've been, I've been trying to, I've actually been rostering him. Um, when he kind of just fits into my build and he just he hasn't the production has been hasn't been there yeah. um but at against cincinnati then yeah i like to play for for 3900 like he's a guy that i'd probably just roll out there again and just hey you know if i can just at least get like six points out of you for 3900 but then you know he's the guy that we've seen especially last season deliver double digit performances mm-hmm. uh Pretty reg- pretty regularly when he was with Philly. Yeah. So it just it's a little surprising that he's he's not getting there, feeding balls to Kai Kamara. Like, I don't know. Just isn't it? something's something's a little off there. Like it feels like he should be swinging more crosses than he does. For and sure. uh, maybe this is a game at mean to, yeah. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like just considering the savings, and I would probably roll him out again. Love it. Um, goalkeeper. Mm. See, Howard was actually out hurt last game. Yeah. Oh, uh, Colorado's goalkeepers are pretty cheap, so um, I might take the savings and just roll with. Let's see, was it, it was Clint Irwin last game? Irwin, yeah. I mean, not cheap, but five K for getting mm. Cincinnati. I mean, that's uh seven hundred dollars savings over Guzon. Like I like that a little bit more than Guzon at home against Chicago. Mm-hmm.
1: I never trust Gazan. Literally never.
2: Uh, he's been good at home. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I would say like four shutouts in a row at home or something. Or I mean, he's been really good lately. I mean, granted, he had some kind of weird, crazy bobble save last night that was like bizarre. But I don't know how he kept it out of the net, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, you can't uh, – I don't think you can just uh, – because I mean, their home record has been pretty impressive lately. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to do that though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd pay full price for him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Chicago's uh, just scored three goals at DC, which did not help my season-long team with Bill Hamid uh, Oof. plugged in there. But yeah, yeah.
1: I like Stefan Fry at 4400.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, he's probably the best. Value keeper, Amelia, is not bad even though, you know, Sporting Kansas City haven't been bad or haven't been good yeah. defensively. But he's probably going to face a good bit of shots. So, um, I could see a pretty good outing from him. I mean, he's 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 been a big disappointment this season. Um, just Let's say DFS-wise uh, compared to last year, especially he's a guy that rocks uh, rostered up pretty good bit of. But, yeah, I'd say Fry and even Sean Johnson on the road at Columbus is somebody that's worth a look for 4600
3: Yeah,
1: that's not a bad price at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. You got anyone else? Uh, I think that's about it. I mean, goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I meant overall, but yeah. That's probably. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, it's
2: overall. Um,
1: I don't think we miss anyone. I mean, we missed plenty. It's seven seven games, which is I guess,
2: pretty big. I guess it might be worth just uh, mentioning that, you know, international break's coming up. So oh. we could see some wacky stuff happening in lineups. And I think, you know, one that could rule out some players that were that we've talked about tonight, and two that could open up some value plays. So yeah. something to be mindful of, uh, you know, as before kind of setting a lineup in stone that I, I'm actually expecting some kind of – wonky stuff to happen with lineups this weekend. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's definitely worth uh something worth uh keep an eye out for. Sounds good.
1: Uh anybody wants to follow up with uh Skyler on Twitter, you can find him at DraftKicks. I'm at wire. Andrew uh we're available in the rotowire discord as well skylar shows up as uh getting pizza on discord which is (laughs) i'm trying to it (laughs) a joke he's made months ago and he still can't figure out how to get it back to draft kicks but uh i'm at andrew m laird which is uh what i am on on draft as well so um if you'd like to join just go to rotowire.com slash chat and uh, there's a link right there to join so uh, if you are a listener of the podcast, but not a Rotowire subscriber and would like to try us, um, just go to rodowirecom slash soccer trial. You get 10 days of the site for free. That includes access to the Discord. Um, no credit card is required, so you
2: can just uh, try us out and
1: see what all the fun is about. Uh, Skylar, thanks for that, and good luck this weekend.
2: Yep, good luck. Uh...
0: Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer. Tax
2: day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh yeah.